This is the Non-Toxic Cleaner DIY Workshop with Danielle Small, Certified Holistic Aromatherapist. Prosper, flourish, bloom with your people, your close-knit group, your clan, straight out of area code 419 with the most cutting-edge, controversial, and enlightening information from the most knowledgeable experts in everything mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. I'm your host, Rose Hollow. Danielle Small and Naturally Simplified's mission is to promote and support a healthier lifestyle by supplying consumers with all natural, organic, toxin-free alternatives for household and body care needs. Thank you, Galen, for that intro, and thanks, Danielle, for being here. Thank you. Hi, everybody. How are we doing today? Good. In from the outside? (laughs) So nasty out. Good thing we had this going on today, right? Okay, so first and foremost, all the information discussed today is for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be medical advice. Always use essential oils and herbs with caution and keep them out of reach of children. Please use extreme caution when pregnant or nursing and always always check contraindications. This, di- this presentation has not been evaluated by the FDA. No information or products available are intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information and products are available to help support our body's natural healing, healing process, maintaining an already healthy system that is functioning within normal range. Yay, now that we have that out of the way. So when we think of cleaning products, we, we rarely think of how much harm they may or may not be doing to our body. But think of the last time that you used any cleaning product that you have at home. Did you wear gloves and a mask while you were cleaning? If you didn't, then it's likely that toxic chemicals have entered into your body. Most of the information that we're going to go over here um, was taken from the International Sanitary and Supply Association's General Guide to Chemical Cleaning Products and Regulations. It's a form that you can look up online. I actually have a trifold and another presentation, Toxins 101, on my website. Feel free to jump on there. You can download the presentation in the fold. And it'll have all of the websites that you can go to. What's great about those websites is you can actually become a part of them, subscribe to them, and anytime there's any changes, whether it be um, cautionary product coming from another company or maybe they've sent a letter to a company saying, hey, you need to change the way this is worded, add this, take out that, they'll send you a happy little email saying that something has been changed, updated, and you can go check through it. It is a substantial amount of information, and it can be a little bit um, overwhelming at times, but once you get used to looking at that information, it becomes easier. I did want to talk about disinfectants and antimicrobials. The EPA regulates any pest control items that that includes harmful bacteria. In short, as long as the label tells us that it's harmful if swallowed, may cause irritation if or should be used in in a well-ventilated area, any harmful side effect of the product's use falls on the consumer. So if you see any of these labels here on the back of your product, that's all that has to be on it. And then the company that's that's selling it 
is void of anything that's going to happen. So if you have some type of eye irritation or, you know, skin irritation of that sort, they basically say, we gave you the warning. It's your fault you didn't use it properly. Um, I also wanted to take a minute to talk about antibacterial soaps because those aren't regulated either. And as we're talking about cleaners to use that are better than the toxic chemical ones, we need to keep in mind that anything that says antibacterial probably has a chemical in it that's not good for you. And I know that's it's kind of hard to think of that as being bad because <laughs> you're wanting the bacteria to be off of your hands. But um, you can actually just use soap and water and it'll be just as effective as using the antibacterial soap and you won't have those toxic chemicals entering into your body. The next slide is also the consumer cleaning products. So again, with the danger, the warning, the caution, um, the labeling requirements for products that contain hazardous substances may May that may cause substantial injury or illness. So if, again, if the company knows that it would cause a problem, that you could become blind or, you know, you could cause some major respiratory issues, all they have to do is put these labels right here on the back of the product and they'll be okay. They, they'll be void of any type of rep repercussions for you using it. Um, under those guidelines, there are a few products that are exempt from those labeling requirements, just so that you know, uh, polishing and uh, spot removal kits, those don't have to have these labels on it. So although they could cause you major harm, they're exempt for some reason from it. I have not figured out why. I've looked and looked and looked. It's just one of those that they decide it doesn't need to have it. The requirements are extremely vague. The, leaving the accountability, again, for most issues on you. And again, I'm sorry, I lost my spot there. <laughs> so just pay attention to any products that you have at home that have any of these labels here because those are just basically saying exactly what they are. Um, I would actually just throw them out and replace them as quickly as possible. The reason that we want to avoid that is because of our delicate endocrine system. The toxins can build up the body and affect many of the different areas. Our endocrine system regulates our metabolism. It produces hormones. It also regulates tissue function and controls our mood. Those were just the top four that I wanted to list, but it does go on and on as what our endocrine system controls and what these toxic chemicals that are getting into our body through our skin through um, us bringing them in and what they can cause. Whether the chemicals are toxic or not, we also need to notice that they can be absorbed into our skin and meet our blood, our, meet our blood. and our blood circulates all those toxins around. So it not, doesn't only just affect our endocrine system, but it affects all of the areas of our body. And the way I like to describe this is within one minute, our blood approximately one minute, our blood has completely circulated our entire body. So if you go home and you decide to clean with your toxic cleaner, even 
you know, something that's maybe a little bit on the mild side, it still has some of those toxic chemicals in there, and you're not using any gloves, those are absorbing into your skin, absorbing into your blood, and then within one minute, it's gone through your entire body. Mm. One little industry fact that I wanted to put in there as we can see, some of the toxic cleaners in the spray bottles here, and then the bins over there, they're signifying what is being trapped, how they are traveling, maybe from the main manufacturer to the bottling company, let's say. So the Department of Transportation says that they have to have special restrictions if they're in the blue container and they're on a truck, but they have to have, they do not have to have any restrictions if they're traveling in the small containers. So I wanted to put this up here so people can realize that certain things need to be done and be paid attention to and the toxic chemicals that are found is because you could have a truck full of all of these bottles here and it's okay for it to travel because it's contained in a smaller bottle and it's ready to be put onto the counter. But if you have that same amount of liquid, it's still the same amount of liquid in the big blue container, that's the only time that they have to regulate it. All right, and now to the goodies. Dr. Annie Pryor, she is somebody that I follow. This is her, the www.stopthestomachflu.com. That's her website. You can go there. Uh, it is an alarming amount of different information. She does a huge amount of studies uh, where she takes what she considers to be the best cleaner for bacteria, which is hydrogen peroxide. As you can see, it says that she uses paper towels for all major spills, uh, for meat, vomit, feces, things of that nature. She uses those because she can wipe up the mess with a paper towel and throw that away, as opposed to using, say, a towel where you're gonna have to rewash it, and it's just a way to get completely rid of it. I'll go to the next slide so you can see this a little better. But with the household cleaners, Within, with my, in my opinion, you should make your own. We'll go over this little slide in a minute. Um, because then you're avoiding all the toxic chemicals. Now, just because it's not toxic doesn't mean that it can't be harsh. Your hydrogen peroxide, obviously you've seen it get on your skin and it can be a little bit caustic at times, but it's mild. It's a 3% dilution that she's using and it's something you can buy over the counter. You put the white vinegar in that, it's usually a smaller uh, dilution. I think over the counter is 5%, which is what I use in my DIY products. It's not gonna cause you as much harm. And again, it's not a man-made product. It's not toxic to the extreme. Obviously, if you drank a bottle of peroxide, that wouldn't be a good idea. But using it to clean off something isn't gonna cause you as many problems absorbing into your skin. Okay, so does anybody have a questions about the slide? I don't know if you can read it back there. What she does is she takes swabs and sometimes she'll do a whole spread on her countertop and she'll put whatever it is that she's gonna have, um, you know, her kids handprint sometimes or she swipes her kids shoes sometimes. She'll do different things to swipe across everything to have the dirty spot and then that way she's gonna see what competes against the rest. 
I don't know exactly what she had going on as a base here, but you can see this is her dirty countertop. This is when she used hydrogen peroxide. So she's doing the Petri dish study of it. And as you can see, there isn't anything here. Now this is a, I think it says two glass antiseptic. I'm not sure what that is on her site. She would say what product they are to use. But I thought the interesting part is, is right here's Lysol. This is alcohol, 70% and then 91% beside it. Pure white vinegar, just alone by itself. The brand method, I don't know if anybody's seen that. It's pretty popular as far as um, not being toxic, made with natural items and ingredients. And this is the food spray right here. Did anybody have any questions about the slides there or that one there? Okay. I, right. No, I will. Right. And I can't remember what that is. I don't, it says antiseptic on it. So I'm not sure if it was something special she used. I probably should have added that she's a biochemist. So she knows what she's doing. She can't do it up against a virus because obviously that's live and she'd have to be in a lab and all of that. And she explains all of this on her website. But the lady knows what she's doing. So I really I trust her tests that she does. And again, she'll go up against all different kinds and um, maybe different applications. She's done Lysol where she just sprayed it and wiped it. And then Lysol where she sprayed it, let it sit. I up against the hydrogen peroxide. It's still, I, I'm not sure if this one is specifically from her countertop. She just does different things, like her kids' hands. She actually, she did her neighbor's toilet against her toilet one time. <laughs> and so their toilet was clean. You know, they had cleaned it and used regular chemicals, but when they put it up on the Petri dish compared to hers, which she uses hydrogen peroxide, on everything, theirs came up similar to one with the growth in it, and then hers had nothing. And she said she wipes her countertops down often, you know, after she's cleaning, and then when the kids are done eating and all that. So it, she's constantly using it, so that could be a portion of the reason why. But for it to come that clean with nothing in it is pretty impressive, if you ask me. And when we get into the products that we can use, I put this on here because people have a hard time with the natural and organic. And understandably, because there's so many different reasons that the way that they can be used as opposed to the way they can't be used, really there's very little regulation on it. The words aren't regulated. So all natural, organic, 100% all natural, made with and derived from. I always tell people if it says made with and especially derived from, you probably just want to stay away from it because that's just some, it's a twist, it's words that they've played, that marketing has played in order for us to think that we're getting a good natural product that's not going to harm us and unfortunately that's not the truth. 100% organic, now that seal in order to use the actual 100% organic, it has to be 100% organic. To say organic is 95% or more, 
And then there we go with the made with organic. Once you get with the made with, it's at least 70% organic. And I suppose that's better than not being anything at all or being filled with toxic chemicals, but it's really something to pay attention to. And when we get into our cleaning products, I don't, a lot of times, I, I don't actually think I've ever seen any cleaning product say organic. Or I've seen it with made with, and I think I one of my examples is up there, but you know, hydrogen peroxide and vinegar aren't going to have the organic symbol on it most of the time. I, I think maybe the white vinegar I've seen with that on there, which I thought was odd, but that's okay. Um, and I know a lot of people, they ask me, they're like, well, we're switching over. You know, I have all of these products underneath my sink. How do I switch over? This is going to be a headache. I just bought this super big bottle of this at Costco. Well, little bit at a time is how I did it. It actually took me about two and a half years to completely switch everything. Now, I did my body care products too, but to switch everything over. So as you run out, buy the next thing that works best. You know, instead of buying the bleach, try the hydrogen peroxide or find a cleaner that you like. Although on that one slide, the method didn't seem to work out very well. I think it's probably better to clean multiple times, and maybe it would get better if you cleaned more often with it, but it would definitely be better than using bleach. Uh, All right, I'm going to step away over here. Now, I wanted to bring these for on the little cards that you have. There's actually recipes on there. So I just wanted to let everybody know, the hydrogen peroxide that is used and the hydrogen peroxide that she uses is just the 3% that you buy anywhere. That's all it is that she sprays it. I noticed that they have a little spray bottle that they made, so I picked this up to show, and I bought this at Meyer, no big deal. But I make, uh, I make a large batch of my cleaner because I use it in the bathrooms and I have another spray bottle for that. So I just make a large batch in the old milk jug and make the dilution right there, which is also on the little postcard that you have. And then I went ahead and I made this kit here, which has a 16 ounce spray bottle. It has two recipes. One has the bleach alternative, which is gonna have the hydrogen peroxide, vinegar, and essential oils if you want, so that comes together. You can purchase these today together for $8. It's just the spray bottle and then the oil with it. Then I went ahead and put a bonus recipe on it where you add baking soda and also a liquid detergent. Now I'll be honest, I was using Dawn detergent dish soap and I was unaware that they have some questionable chemicals in it. <laughs> I was very surprised, you know, we see that they clean the, the ducks off with the oil and they help animals out with it and unfortunately I had to search for the ingredients that they used and then when I found them it wasn't all that great. It does work wonderfully if you want to clean up some you know grease or grime in your bathtubs but if you totally want to wipe out the bad chemicals and the questionable things I did use this and it's the seventh generation it has great stuff in it. It is plant-derived, and it says plant-derived fragrance. It's kind of hard to distinguish how they're using those. You know, are they messing with it? Is it all natural? Is it plant-derived just because they took it from that and aren't using the whole thing? The definitions aren't very clear, but I was really happy with the ingredient list on the bottom part of it there. Um, 
it worked almost as well as the dog dished out, but you can try it out too. Here's another one too. I think it was the, the method, and of course, derived from natural, natural ingredients, um, less harmful chemicals used in it. You might have to put a little bit more elbow grease than the dog dish soap, but it works. All right, so the, this information right here is how you can get a hold of me. I have a website, naturally-simplified.com, and that's pretty much Grand Central Station to anywhere. You can click on there, get a hold of me. If you're local and you have any questions, feel free to call or email me. I do have a booth out there with some of the ingredients and also the kit that I showed you just a minute ago. And that's all I have. Beard oil is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yes. On my kitchen counters and in the bathroom, I use the bleach alternative. Is that what it, I think I, that's what I, I haven't tried those for laundry detergent, but laundry detergent's funny because you have to know, even down to what type of septic system you have, what kind of washer that you have, because you want to be careful what soap to use. You might not want to use liquid with one or dry with the other. Um, yeah, and those, the high energy ones, I think they've become a little bit more forgiving with the natural products, but I haven't done enough research on it to give you a definite answer. I would just be careful and check into your, how your washer is going to use whatever, versus liquid versus powder. And I know essential oils don't really play too much of a role in it. I've used that in the laundry detergent. It's been okay. And I've used them on dryer sheets in the dryer. But I don't know if there's a too much or too little type thing for that either. Yes? If you were to mix something with the dry side, or That one I'm not sure about, and I did write to Annie to ask her because I was putting the uh, white vinegar in with the hydrogen peroxide. I figure that's the original recipe that I was using before I found her. Uh, she has not been able to get back to me yet. She says there's a long list of different things to study. Um, I could look it up and get back to you and see if that would be an issue. I'm not so sure with the hydrogen peroxide. It, it might just... It might more water it down or not be as effective. I'm not sure. So if you're going to use both, you use I would say yes. I probably wouldn't mix the two together. Okay. And one or the other. The oil might not be as important as Correct. And I do know with the thieves oil that there are different concentrations of it too. So people have made their own with thieves actual essential oil and it's been more effective than using the thieves that's already been mixed together because there's a couple different companies that have their own and I think that probably has to do with basically watering it down okay. it's, it's not as effective and not as strong it still it still works some but yeah the tests, yeah. <laughs> and, and again if you went onto her site she'd probably have exactly which one she used so you'd be able to compare that. I would stress not using bleach at all, if at all possible. And there are some times where 
which may be necessary. You know, your family's down and out and everybody has the flu and sometimes that there's there's are extremes to where you need to get everything absolutely clean all at once. Um, I know some people do that sometimes. I've been fortunate. I don't have little ones right now at home, so <laughs> I get lucky. I don't get those things of the flu coming in and having to get rid of them as quickly as some people do. And I would try not to use bleach if at all possible, but don't be so down on yourself. If you're thinking, I have to get rid of this, it needs to be completely top to bottom. Uh, I use Lysol sometimes. I, in my working environment, when you have five and six people coming in, they're sick and they're touching doorknobs and phones and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I try not to get too down on myself for using it. I need to get rid of it right away. I don't have the time or the, the product there at work to be able to <laughs> clean everything all at once. Little bits at a time. This is the 3% off the counter. You're probably not going to run into many issues. I mean, I, we probably poured them on our wounds when we were little. At least I did. I, you know, and it just kind of cleans that area out. Um, but, yes, I do have the 35%, and that's actually, you can use that for moles and for warts and things of that nature, but it is extremely dangerous. And it, just like you said, we're not chemists, and it's important to understand that Although it's safe for us to use for cleaning or it's safe for us to use on our skin, it's still a chemical and it still has those reactions with other things. So, yeah, I wouldn't go mixing stuff unless you've done the research and checked it or asked somebody. And I think I ordered a smaller container of it and I may have found it on Amazon. I'm not sure, but it's food grade, 35%, and it's in a very thick plastic bottle. And it has very strict regulations as to where you should put it and how you should store it. I definitely keep it up on the top shelf because it's not deep enough. To... <laughs> and we probably can't find it anywhere because it's not really for the general public to use because it's just too much. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time. Keep thriving.